1: good morning everybody uh it's sean spicer here in milwaukee in fact i think all of us are here in milwaukee we are technically in different rooms but i think we're probably about three blocks apart from each other we've got a busy day ahead of us um as promised our goal today is to to bring you some really uh unique insight into what's going down today and then as i mentioned earlier we'll do it tomorrow uh mark halperin unbelievable seasoned journalist that covered Uh, countless campaigns, and and I will say this because Mark won't say it for himself, but I've been doing this for 30 years. I've never seen anybody that's as sourced uh, and and knows what's going on inside these campaigns than Mark. So I I look forward to his telling us what the campaigns are saying. And obviously, Governor Scott Walker, two-time governor of this great state, uh, but also one of the top presidential candidates in 2015 who was on that stage. He knows what it's like to prepare and to take it even a step further. This cycle, he's leading the, the YAF, the Young America's Foundation, and they are a co-sponsor of this debate. So, I mean, I don't know how many angles we've got this thing covered, but I don't think it's <laughs> close. Mark, let me just kick it over to you um, and and l- just kind of lay the land for us. What are you hearing from the campaigns um, as we head into, you know, this these final few hours?
2: I think there's four big dynamics uh, right now, and we've just added a fifth. One is so much pressure on Governor DeSantis. There's just a ton of pressure on him. And he's got one of the best debate coaches in the country working with him, but we need to, he's got to, he's got to be bigger than just, everybody on this stage. Brett O'Donnell's his name, right? And yeah, that, Brett, he, Brett O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah, and he's, he's been brought him. in relatively late and DeSantis has gotten better on the stump lately, but how good can he be tonight in a format where, you know, are, are the moderators going to let him have more time than everybody else? Number one. Number two, Governor Christie. I ran into him last night. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be super aggressive. How much the moderators tee him up? I think they'll tee him up a lot because I think he's the best show on the stage and they need a good show. Three is uh, Vivek Vivek comes in here hot, obviously, comes in here as a target. He's made a ton of mistakes. He makes tons of mistakes. His supporters don't care. But people are acting to some extent like he's at 30 in the polls. He's not. He's not in double digits. But I want to see how he does and, and how much pressure he's under. Four is Trump. Donald Trump isn't here. His people are here in force. They have a very sophisticated plan to dominate this. They took a bunch of reporters out to dinner last night. There are presence on the street. The Tucker the Tucker interview is going to unfurl during the debate. They really want to dominate, even without a candidate here. And then last, CNN is reporting Governor Burgum has gone to the emergency room in a up after a pickup basketball accident, obviously I wish him the best and hope he gets better. I thought he was actually wow. going to be a, a kind of a quiet force tonight. If he's not on the stage, it's bad for him. I don't think it affects things overall. Um, yeah. uh, Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, luckily, I'm glad you, you said it. I don't mean to say pickup basketball game, but I, I would assume he tripped or something like that. We'll know more later, but that's a lot different than, you know, him having a heart attack or something yeah. in the hospital. Cause I yeah. think, getting, wearing a bandage or something, you know, and again, all these candidates, I feel like we've got Vivek playing tennis without a shirt, Robert doing pushups. Everybody's trying to show how physical they are. Yeah. It's also possible they
2: took him to the emergency room with a bad cut or, you know, a broken bone, just because, you know, that's what you do. If you don't live in a certain city, you you get hurt. You maybe just the first instincts go to the emergency room. Um, Governor, I wanted to ask you about, about Governor Christie, who you know well. (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 do, you, do you agree with me that, that if he comes in here prepared and he is and confident and experienced, given what he did to Marco Rubio, do you agree with me that that he's potentially the, the story of the night, whether he takes on Trump, whether he takes on Vivek, whether he takes on uh, Governor DeSantis?
0: Yeah, he is a show in and of himself. I think there's no doubt about that. I said that to a couple of reporters yesterday who were asking about it, who's going to be the most entertaining. I think you're dead on right. It's Chris Christie. And I think unlike of late where he's been focused on President Trump, he'll still talk about that, but I would not be surprised at all if he went after Governor DeSantis and maybe to a certain extent, if, uh if he's starting to peak uh, at some point during the debate, I, I think he'd be equally as entertaining, even though, as you mentioned, there have been within some of the fact checkers, some pushback on that. I think the audience, though, uh, those that love him are already going to love him more. And those that haven't heard from him are going to be really, truly amazed because he's brilliant. Uh, Whether you agree with everything or every angle he's pushing, and I think a number of us are concerned about some of the things he said about Israel of late, there's some other issues. Just to show you how unpredictable it is, there's a drone going by right now here in the Feister Forum. So uh, it shows you just like the debate stage, everything is unpredictable here. Uh, But I think he could have a a really significant effect on DeSantis. Now, the flip side to that is, if DeSantis has learned from watching my mistakes in the past, and that is... Be prepared to adapt to the situation, don't have pre-rehearsed lines, really respond to the moment and be bold and and really grab people's attention. I actually think in some ways Chris Christie could help DeSantis in the sense that if if Christie comes out and starts attacking, if DeSantis gets right back in his face and, and pushes back on him, I actually think that moment could actually help him. I agree. Wait, look, I, we know.
1: Can I just hold on, Mark? I just, Governor, you said my mistakes. Like, what? Just give me an example. Like, what was something that you look back on and say, "I should have, I should have taken advantage of this, or I shouldn't have done that"? Because I, I think that to me is always fascinating. What? What? When you say mistakes, what do you mean?
0: Well, in terms of when you say good debate coach, that's a great thing. But sometimes you can get overcoached. I think I was overcoached in the sense that I came in, they said, "Keep your answers tight. Always revert back to your record. It doesn't hurt to remind people of your record, but." take whatever time you want, if you grab people's attention, if you're present in that question, uh, for example, in Cleveland, I, I had a minute, I think was the time as they do here. I think I finished up on average somewhere between 30 and 45 seconds. Uh, I was so focused on not going over time, you know, playing by the rules, whereas Donald Trump didn't care about the rules. He came in and did whatever he wanted. Um, and The moderators, when they tried to rein him in, they made it even bigger, even more attention on him. And, I'm not saying DeSantis has to do that, but I think if someone, Mark, your point about uh, Christie getting worked up, he will be. That's his MO. That's what every, I, Chris, a friend of mine, he's done that for years. But I think if DeSantis can show a little emotion, react to that, that could actually help him.
2: But let me ask you both about that, because again, I think that's the critical kind of matchup up in all likelihood. We know what Christie will come after DeSantis for, You know, too much like Trump, too extreme, but not a good people person. If you're DeSantis, what do you come back and hit Christian if you want to try to win the confrontation, that gladiatorial moment? Where where do you hit him on?
0: Oh, I think you just you push back and say, you know, you're... One, you take a shot at Chris and say, hey, you're just this is just an opportunity for you're you not really running for president. You're running for your next TV contract. You're running for your next book deal. I'm actually running to be president of the United States. I care about this. I'm passionate about this. And if I'm president, boom, 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 this is what I'm going to do. gives him a great opening to come, you know, to show some emotion. Remember, this is not a primary debate, but I still remember that moment as a young person watching Dukakis. When he was asked about if his wife had been raped, would he support the death penalty? And he gave this bland, blah emotion. I don't care where you stand on that issue. Every American, even those opposed to death penalty, was like, are you kidding me? Even those against the death penalty said, I would want to go through, you know, grab him and kill him myself, which is precisely why you don't have the death penalty as an option. That might have been an answer that showed some emotion. DeSantis has got to show emotion. And reacting to Christie might be just the way to do it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, look, Ahead, Sean, I just, so I to, just to, just to dovetail on this I think here's the deal the, the expectation bar for DeSantis is, is so low he, the stories are that his campaigns in disarray the donors are walking away from if I would come if I were him I'd find a way to come out tonight punch something in the face look like I got the message I'm willing to fight I want to take on I, I agree with the governor I'd come out and say Chris you know that's great I'm sure CNN will appreciate this when you get your contract <laughs> but right. second of all and I heard this at the Iowa contest and I I from the state chairman uh, which is, you know, Chris, you love to talk about Donald Trump ducking things. Where are you in Iowa? You've ducked Iowa. Why aren't you? Well, I mean, I think the governor's right. Find two very specific things that he can't respond to um, and go after right. because DeSantis is strong going after the media. Christie seems more of a media creature. So yeah. that's my two cents. Uh, then, I,
2: I want to ask, Sean, I want to ask you about something, but just to button up that, I, I the worry I, I would have if I were DeSantis is Christie hits him. He Finds his voice the way you two are suggesting and hits him back. I think the moderators then let the thing go on and and in a, you know maybe DeSantis can win a two-round fight, but it's hard to beat Chris Christie in a six-round fight, which is I think what would happen. Sean, you know more about the interplay between the RNC and and the, the the Fox and the the debates, the the media sponsor than anybody probably, and we could spend two hours talking about what's going on here because for us it's a fascinating topic. It's this weird hybrid. They're sort of both hosts. Like when I wanted to get credentialed for the debate, I didn't know if I was supposed to ask the RNC or try to or want to ask Fox, right? So my questions about the audience in the room, right? Obviously, most of those people in the room are probably for Trump because they're in the Republican Party. Is so, the room? Do you think going to be pro-Trump? Is it going to be pro-fight? What's it going to be? What, what's going to? How do you get the audience in the room to chair? Which obviously makes the TV thing matter a lot.
1: So that that's going to be a great. thing. Thing to know and governor walker knows this so what we did is when we took control in 2015 the first debate was in cleveland we figured out the size of the audience right because there's even though the the five service big just as the, the arena in cleveland was big you're only putting a x amount in for, for seats and security let, and let me
2: stop you for a second either of you know how many people are in the hall how many people in that audience anybody know
0: it's probably about six thousand they haven't verified exactly the amount but 6, I know, 000, example, right? our, our group has about two sections uh, alone, and that's about six hundred. And so, so with, so so just to say, so ball. with
2: six so with six thousand people, regardless of how many times Brett and Martha admonish people to be quiet, that is going to be a hooting and hollering audience. And oh. because we're in Milwaukee, and there's fifty bars within fifty feet of the arena, there's going to be hooting and ho- there's going to be hooting <laughs> hey, and hollering. There's fifty. John,
1: I've go. only I only got to forty nine. Uh, yeah. anyway, uh, I will say this: this is where the this, this is going to be your the point that you're bringing up matters. So, the way that we ran it was we went through all the candidates and we allocated, you know, each got like 150, then the RNC got like 150, Fox wanted some for their corporate, you know, uh, for advertisers and friends of the network. Um, and so, you knew it was somewhat balanced. Um but at the end, and everybody used them. I mean, so it wasn't like, but this time to Governor Walker's point, you got YAF, you know, how many, what's that? A few hundred uh, students. You don't know where they come down and they're they're probably more interested in the the lines and what's happening than maybe the, the diehards that are there for one candidate or another. But I think that the reaction for that audience is going to be amazing. You remember Donald Trump really went after Rosie O'Donnell and, and, and everybody mm-hmm. thought it was hysterical. So- I think that the how the audience plays is another X factor that I am now writing down but, to keep but,
2: but but think about it. Say say Nikki Haley hits Ramaswamy on Israel. Say Christie hits DeSantis for supporting Trump. Say Pence hits whoever. Like what what do you if you if you were thinking about being a candidate, what gets the audience on your side? Does hitting Trump possibly get the audience on Christie's side or is that make him lose well, the ground One thing that I'll say no, that we in fact,
1: mentioned, it is. hold on I'm sorry, Governor. The, the one thing that we haven't mentioned is that that's a winner is Biden. The one if I were right. if I were coaching somebody today, I'd say, you know what, guys, the one thing blah 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 blah, blah is Joe Biden. Dah, 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 dah. Right. You know, the DNC is here in Milwaukee, but you know where Joe Biden isn't? He hasn't been at the border. It took him a week to get down to Maui. I'm gonna be the president. So, I
2: mean blah 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 So blah, auditioning blah, auditioning to be the person who can best hit Biden.
1: I, I think so. And you're right, it is an
0: interesting dynamic. Again, having been on that stage in Cleveland eight years ago, when you have an arena versus the next debate, this time as it was eight years ago, it was at the Reagan Presidential Library. That was a more intimate setting. That was with the media, that was with the people in the audience, were a few supporters of the library, but it was mainly with media and family and campaign folks. Whereas here, it's like being at a con- many convention. Uh, this is a big crowd. And I remember at Cleveland, even coming out. It was a little overwhelming as a candidate because you're not really at a debate like most of us have been at debates, whether you're a governor or a senator whoever whomever, uh, where you kind of come out and it's mainly a media studio. Here, it's like, you know, you're like at a sporting event. And so the, and no matter how many times they tell people to be, you know, respectful and quiet, uh, to your point, both of you, if they come out and make a few blows, they're going to be people who like that and respond. The key, though, is how do you balance that between stirring the crowd up to create a little attention without right. looking crazy on TV
2: to the millions of people watching. <laughs> Governor, when you did your debates when you ran, did you come to the spin room after the debate?
0: I did, uh, and it was mainly because uh, I felt like I had not done enough. As I mentioned, you know, didn't take the full use of the time, hadn't been as aggressive as I like. So I went to the spin room. If somebody, if their campaign feels like they, you know, had a knockout blow during the debate. I don't think they come to the spin room. I think they right. let that stand. So I think the people drop the who drop be in the, the mic spin and leave. Room, right, get out of nice, there. If you happen. still think you had something you left, you're going to be in the spin room.
1: What one thing that I got asked a lot yesterday, uh, Trump's not here. Mark mentioned that the Trump team is here. They're they're doing a massive bracketing effort. Uh, I, I just I, I think there's a little bit of controversy because some of his surrogates wanted to get in to the spin room. I I, I get it. He has a right. To to be in Milwaukee and his team, absolutely. I mean, I would when I was at the RNC, we bracketed the DNC, we went to their events. But the the thing that was interesting to me is, I I think I'll, I'll stand up for Fox for the one thing at least, which is if you're not going to show up at the debate, I don't know how you you then credential your surrogates for a guy right.
2: who's not I, here. I I agree, except of course they found the loophole, which is you know you say <laughs> hey you know Steve Jason Miller's booked on you know on on Newsmax, so he gets in. Sean, I want to ask you about that, right? Also also briefly, check
1: this out like, one one. The little thing that someone on the team pointed out yesterday, Rumble is a co-sponsor. Don right. Jr. Has a, yeah. has a show on Rumble. Kimberly Guilfoyle has a show on Rumble. And I was like, of these guys thought of
2: everything. The, the loophole's huge.
1: Hey, Sean, just explain
2: briefly what bracketing is, and then I want to ask you about yeah.
1: it. So bracketing is when... In this case, the Trump team is coming in and bracketing the other candidates that are here. Broaderly, uh, when it comes to the parties, like if the DNC had an event, whether it's a debate or a convention, you come in and you're counter-programming. They're trying to talk about why their candidates are great, what they're doing. You're coming in reminding of people of why their record is horrible or how they'll destroy the country or their flip-flops or their hypocrisy. You know, The DNC right. here so, has – by the way, one of the billboards says Joe Biden's top four accomplishments is lowering prices, and I'm like –
2: Hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, Now my sausage Not plate my cost $34 yesterday. <laughs> Look, the, 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 the Trump people had dinner with the, some of the most influential political reporters in America last night. They're all they, get, they have a street presence. They got people carrying around okay. signs. They are going to be in the spin room. I predict there's going to be a an altercation, maybe even a physical altercation, between the Trump surrogates and somebody from one of the other campaigns tonight, because they come in here with a position of strength. Their candidates mm-hmm. up 30 points. He's skipping the debate. That's you don't do that from a position of weakness, and and they're going to be on Twitter during the debate. They're going to they're going to try to say this is Ron DeSantis and seven or so other dwarfs, and it's going to be very difficult for these other candidates to push back on that because the polls drive so much of it. And again, how many people in the RNC? Like 150 members, 160, 160 members, right? Eight. How many of them are for
1: Trump? I bet you 80, 90. I mean, right. when I say yeah. for Trump, they're they're hundred. Right. I, mean, I bet you, yeah. you get the number up to one hundred twenty if you if you sort of get the what they call the leaners.
2: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So so again, this is this is there. There'll be some people here, obviously, for support the other candidates. They all got tickets. But the the mood in in unless somebody dominates the debate, unless somebody's just a huge performance, a lot of the the framing egged on by the Trump people is going to be. You know Trump's Trump and Trump entered this debate, uh, you know, thirty points ahead, and he's still thirty points ahead. And that's, I think, the the reason why if people think they can just be cautious and "quote unquote" introduce themselves to the country, that's not enough. So you know,
0: that's just, a, that's the a big difference between a you know a head to head debate. A number of the candidates I've talked to this week, a head to head debate. You know, when you're a governor, when you're a senator, uh, you have a decent performance. Uh, in fact, most of our debates when I was governor, even in the big recall, we said, uh, "You know, you don't need to hit it on the park. You just need to have a steady performance head Exactly. Head. You let the rest exactly. of your campaign take care of it." In a primary debate, normally, just in a normal cycle, like it was eight years ago, even more so now because the lead President Trump has. You and this is what I told the candidates, the other ones. I said, "You've got to reach through that screen and make your value proposition to every single voter watching." And it can't just be oh I'm you know I'm a good debater or I'm a, a decent person. A solid performance is not enough. You've got to shake things up and convince them the guy they think has done a fabulous job and deserves four more years being president of the United States isn't as good as you would be.
1: So the, the That's interesting, not easy. Is, I, I would yeah. just I, the I think that the media when you talk, I mean, it doesn't matter who they are, whether they're even at Fox, they're this is a ratings exercise for them. They want this to, to blow up. They want moments. I, I will tell you this. You guys tell me if you disagree with this, but I think there's two basic strategies, the Chris Christie kamikaze strategy. I'm going at Trump. And then the sort of, I, I might touch some other people, but I'm going to promote myself. I have said all along for the last <laughs> couple of weeks, I agree with governor Walker. If you're in a binary choice debate, it's, it's a general election debate or it's mono a mono. That is a different game. This is eight people. Some of them have to wear name tags for you to know who they are. If I, <laughs> if you're Chris Christie and you go at Donald Trump, my point is this: Let's say you blow them up, and you're unbelievably effective. You don't necessarily become the recipient of that support. So they right. blow up Trump, and then they go, "Oh, that's a great argument, Governor Christie," which is why I'm going to support Nikki Haley. Uh, right. Whereas, if you're at one or two percent, and you spend your time talking about why you're the best person to take on Biden and that you've got this, da 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 da, you can maybe get to four or five percent. But I don't right. think going after Trump is going to get you from two to four. No. I think. It- and, and the media just all they, they keep asking everyone is what are you going to take on Trump? And I'm like, that's because what they want. And I don't think right, people right. appreciate that the that's polling. their goal. Yeah. And the polling so look doesn't the guys who that. The,
0: right. Look at the guys so far who have been the most interesting. Vivek is part of the reason why his appeal has grown is because he's exciting, he's dynamic, he's confident, but he's not attacking Donald Trump. He's making the case that people go, Yeah, I agree with him even if they say, oh, I'm still going to vote for Donald Trump. I like this guy. I'd like to see him succeed. I'd like to see him in the cabinet. I'd like to see him move up. Uh, The only other one I've seen who's kind of down that path is Senator Tim Scott. I think Tim Scott, you know, even going on The View, was one of those moments where you go, this guy's got some guts. He's willing to do some things, and he's not attacking uh, President Trump either. He could be one of those guys who has a breakthrough moment. For Nikki Haley and Mike Pence, this is a must, must opportunity
2: for them. But but let me ask you guys both about Tim Scott, okay? He— he uh, is the hope for a lot of senators, some who've supported him publicly, some not, for people who've given up on Ron DeSantis. And we all know there's people in the Stop Trump movement who just think DeSantis has basically had his chance and he's just not have the, the the touch to do it. And they and they want Tim Scott to do well. He spent a ton of money. Martha McComb did a really unorthodox thing as a debate moderator on her show yesterday, back-to-back interviews with Tim Scott and Ramaswamy, which I thought was kind of weird because she was asking him questions that I thought she was going to say for the debate. Tim Scott, you know, he was Tim Scott. But my question to you guys is, like, does he say, doesn't he? does seem to me he's got the personality to do the, the first thing, which is to like, shake things up, to, to do something bold. He's just going to be Tim Scott. And I just don't think there's any evidence that that's enough. I think I you're right about you-
0: that. But, but that's where he's got to come out and Maybe it's not even just the personality or picking a fight. Some of it may be. Maybe there's a bold idea that they were talking about proposing. They can't wait for some, you know, uh, prepackaged event. He's got to roll it out something like this. Something tonight has to happen that gets people's attention. What,
2: what's an example? What's an example? Like announces running mate. What could he do that would be bold? No, or even just- an
0: idea. Say so I'm pushing for a nationwide flat tax, or you know, oh, something sh- bold doesn't. But yeah, but I, you're probably right about that, Mark. But it, it's got to be some something you Know that, that, that and then he's got to explain what that means, but yeah. I don't know if it's that, but it's something that nobody else has been talking about thus far. 999, Sean, if
2: you, if you, 999 exactly. If you were, but it's not Tim Scott to do 999, but that's, the, you know, that's he, the
1: thing. Look, I just just real quick, I, I want to say this I, I think Tim Scott's a great messenger, he's got yeah. a great story. People on the grassroots of the Republican Party right now want a fighter, they want someone, and I think that's why Vivek is doing well. He's talking yeah. about politics, I think that's why people put their 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 hopes into DeSantis. They want a fighter. They want someone who is going to wake up and go after the woke world. They're going to right. take on corporations. They're going to take on the deep state. And getting up there and talking about hope and love is a great message. I love what Tim Scott has done. He's a great messenger for our party. I think he's a fantastic individual. But right now, people want someone who's got so much fire that they're waking up. And he's right. just, again, so if you I-
2: were so if you were his advisor, and he said, Sean, I got to stand out in this debate. I need to be the story of the debate. I get that. What should I do? What would you tell them to do? Rip your shirt off. Have a big (laughs) S underneath. All right. What's the the real answer? What's the real answer?
1: The answer is, I would, look, I would figure out, as Governor Walker said, he's got to have something. I would say, you need to be the person. That is coming after Joe Biden and say everyone up here is talking about this and this. Joe Biden has failed us at the border. And da, da, da. So day one, because this is where the again, what are the issues that people care about? We want to take on China. We want to take on and close the border and stop illegal immigration. We think fentanyl is a big issue. We think our 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 way of life I say, and our, I say
2: it, with respect and affection, if he does that perfectly, he's still not the story of the debate.
1: I, I don't know that he can be. He's not. I mean he has to, to be. So, so he said but, he but says say, not, I must then, be.
2: What There's an he authenticity.
1: Do? He, But Mark, here's the problem. The thing that everybody loved about Trump was this level of authenticity. And what I've always told candidates since that day is you can't be like Trump. Trump is Trump. You need to be your authentic, true self. I always point to Governor Rick Schneider of Michigan. He called himself one tough nerd. He wasn't <clears> trying <throat> to be... Uh, Donald Trump, he was saying inherently, I'm a nerdy, smart guy, and I'm going to lean into the qualities that make me a smart, good person, as opposed to he wasn't trying to like ride a motorcycle and show that he could do a fitness routine. Uh, and he was just saying, I'm going to be the authentic self of me and sell that to people. Tim Scott's got to get up and find something that that's part of his id that says, I can sell this, I can own it, and it won't look phony. I mean, Mike Pence the yeah. other day, with all due respect, did a gas commercial, and everyone said he doesn't <laughs> – like, you don't look like you know how to pump gas.
2: Right. Uh, you know, if Trump if Trump were in this debate, we'd be setting this up by saying it's going to be two hours of people trying to, like, duel with Trump, right? Whether <laughs> – but, but he's not. So this is this is such a great opportunity. And yet, you know, my conclusion from this conversation is there's, uh, there with the exception of Christie, I don't know that there's anybody that from talking to the campaigns and from listening to their interviews running up to it, I don't see anybody who's got kind of like a breakthrough strategy that so, maybe they're so sitting on it.
1: We, we keep talking about tomorrow and what we're going to talk about. There is a narrative out there that says tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Fulton County, Georgia, because the president's going to turn himself in tomorrow morning. So- I just i think it's interesting that's everybody in the media seems to be bought into no matter what happens tonight we're going to be going wall to wall in fulton county georgia do you guys buy into that governor
0: yeah i think it probably is the case because one the media can't help themselves and uh that's the story that you know anything anything that uh, uh, the Donald trump's involved with whether you're on the left or the right people seem to be obsessed with so i think that probably is the case remember that second debate in uh eight years ago at the reagan library uh, mm-hmm. The big story going in was that the field was expanded from uh, 10 to 11 because, um, you know, one of the people on the lower card, uh, Carly Firona, had actually made it. Well, we knew going into that the story, no matter what, if she just perked up a little bit, that was going to be part of the story. And sure enough, that's was part of the big story coming out of it. Some of these are well, predetermined stories, and I, stories, just, and I let think let that's going to be you. the case with the president
1: let me just tell you there, there's a that that there's a lot more to that story <laughs> <But you're absolutely laughs> right uh that that did i'm trying to actually find this thing cuz you're right this is i know people won't be able to see this but there it is that's you guys all, all on the stage at the reagan library uh right before yep. the debate uh I, I and so you're absolutely there's, right
2: i think there's three potential stories that are predictable that could happen that could compete with with D- donald trump going to atlanta one is christy eviscerating Uh, DeSantis. Two is Governor DeSantis, having worked with Brett O'Donnell, performs like where people say there was only one president on that stage. I think that's possible. And then third, I think, is probably Ramaswamy. And if he, whether there's Insta polls or social media chat or, or conservative pundits say, wow, seeing him on the stage with the others, he really is exceptional and different. And he really is, you know, the future of the party and 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 that leads him to get some good earned media coverage. But except for those three things, I, th- I think the, you're right. The press is sort of conditioned to say, snooze fest, onto Atlanta.
1: Can I ask one, one more thing that I want? I, I've sort of been intrigued by. I, I get, from a ratings-wise, apples and oranges. So I'm not trying to. But do you think that this Tucker interview tonight overshadows, becomes a story, or is it a nothing burger? Mark, you're shaking your head.
2: It was taped a week ago, number one. <laughs> number two- uh, you know, reporters, the, the debate is interesting enough because it's the first one, because mm-hmm. it's Wisconsin, because there's some sub themes and interesting. I think the debate's interesting enough. Reporters aren't going to put up a screen and watch Tucker. They'll look at Twitter to see what people are saying about it. Some second tier reporters, or I shouldn't say second tier, but sort of other reporters who aren't assigned to the debate will tweet about it. But I don't I don't I can't imagine it's going to make news. Now, I do wonder about one thing. There's been no leaks about what he said. As far as I know, Tucker hasn't put out anything. But, I, but, you know, it's interesting. They convinced Tucker to sit on it for a week. Obviously, that was an ironclad agreement. But I'll be curious to see if right before the debate, Tucker doesn't start tweeting out some of the stuff from the interview. That could make a difference. That could get reporters to say, wow, that's bigger news than anything they expect here.
1: I agree. Hey, Governor, before we go, I one last thing yaf is part of this debate which I think is yeah. really cool and unique what, what can you just walk through what are you guys doing tonight and like kind of what have you been doing and what do you what what's the plan tomorrow I mean I just think that this is a really cool aspect that that yeah. has been added in so can you just explain what your organization is doing
0: yeah young young America's foundation yf.org we're out in the plaza in fact I'm looking out right at right now we've got a massive block party so not only the 600 students, parents, family members, alumni, and supporters that will be out there that are part of our seats inside the Pfizer Forum. But the thousands more that will be coming through, will be going through the block party. Uh, It was cool yesterday when they were doing the preparations to check out the mics uh, for each of the candidates. Our students were the ones up there filling in for each of the candidates. So that's a, a memory they'll have forever. And they've been on the panels all week on Fox. But probably the most exciting thing is we taped a few weeks ago at our national conference a number of questions from college students and uh, brett bear and mark McCollum will be able to use those obviously at their discretion depending on the flow Uh, but they've got a number of questions on different topics that'll be coming directly from college students. they taped them so they knew what they'd be doing, which makes a lot of sense when you're a moderator, Uh, but they'll be flipping them up on the board for the candidates to to respond to. So we love it not only for the kids that got to answer or ask the questions, but for all the young people and younger voters, not just college, but the 18 to 29 year olds who unfortunately went too far to the left uh, this last cycle. Hopefully they'll be tuning in and, and hearing some of their questions being answered.
2: Yeah, but you have no idea which ones they might use, right?
0: No, we gave them a series. They did background checks, as you might expect, uh, to make sure they knew the social media and others out there. But it's really at their discretion and their topic based.
1: Well, also, let's face it. I think uh, if you're at a black block party all day long around the five serve with 50 bars. It's probably better to have those <laughs> questions taped than pre-take. Yeah. Tape. Um anyway, uh we are at at the end of our time here. Um real quick, let's run through Mark, where we're gonna be doing this tomorrow again at nine, giving our analysis of what happened, who wins and who loses, going through these checklists to see what those moments were. Uh tell Mark, tell us where people can follow you uh and get more information. Yep
2: nine eastern time again and uh and just to be clear sean and i are not being hyperbolic when we say they're 50 bars within about 50 feet of the arena so <laughs> this is a this place was built this arena was built for the bucks and for people to be able to party before and after the games uh if you want to uh, get my daily concierge coverage of the campaign you can go to walkingduck.com slash mark and read about what's included
1: yeah and if you haven't uh read it uh it's it is like reading the future sometimes here it's like buying lottery tickets where you know the numbers mark Tells everyone what the candidates are doing and why. Yeah. Governor Walker, tell us a little bit about how we can get involved in what you're doing and, and follow.
0: Yeah, we're training the next generation of leaders in the fight for freedom. You can visit us at yaf.org or go to our YouTube site, which now has more than a billion views at YAF TV, YAF TV, a million and a half subscribers, a billion views. And by the way, per those bars, I'm happy to tell you that I was governor when we built this place. And it's one of the few, if only uh, NBA facilities in the nation that was built without a tax increase. So uh, we actually built it successfully in a public-private partnership and didn't raise a tax to do it.
1: Yeah, so I think I'll raise can,
0: a beer to that it, tonight.
1: I was gonna say, if you drink that much beer in that area, I'm sure you can probably get the it tax. pays for it off the sales it tax. <laughs> uh, all right, well, again, as everyone said, uh, look, this. if you're watching this live, uh, it will be uh, up a uh, little later, so you can share it with folks, get it around. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be back here at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central. We will be taking some questions. So if you go to my locals page, seanspicer.locals.com and the uh, aforementioned page is the other place, uh, sign up to be part of this and maybe your question will get asked and answered. Um, If you are following this right now on YouTube, Sean M. Spicer, you can go to Apple Podcasts. The Sean Spicer Show has everything that you need to know about where to follow us, where to subscribe. And uh, I'm only trying to get like a third Of what YAF has. I just need like (laughs) a million and a few thousand, you know, a couple hundred million views and a a, a million subscribers. So I'm in catch up and I appreciate everyone. Gentlemen, we're going to be back here tomorrow. We're going to have a fun night in Milwaukee. Thank you for your expert analysis and we'll see you back.
2: Have a great day. See everybody tomorrow morning. See you then. Stay cool. 18 plus.